Hey, badasses. I'm Kelly Young. And I'm Stevie Stays Kirsch. And we're your hosts for the Badassery Life podcast, a podcast where we feature the stories of women that make us say, that's badass. We want to lift others up and empower all women to own their badassery life. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a review. We'd also love it if you joined us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Badassery Life. And if there's a badass woman you want us to know, email us at badasserylife at gmail.com. With each episode, we hope to awaken the badass in you by bringing you stories of powerful, beautiful, bold women like these two. Their story began in 2015 when they first met, fell in love, and ultimately married. Paige was a full-time bus driver, and Rhonda was a full-time, and still is, probation officer. In March 2016, they had a dream of opening a local bakery. They purchased an old delivery truck, turned it into a food truck, and took their desserts to every event, school function, festival, and farmer's market they could find. In May 2019, they opened Two Chicks Whiskey Business Bakery and Cobbler Shop in Plainfield, Indiana. Their mantra, never give up on your dream, even if it's not always perfectly planned. They don't want the title of being the biggest name in desserts, but they sure as shit want to be the best. So I love it. Ladies, thank you so much for being with us, Paige and Rhonda. Um, Thank you. So excited to talk to you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. For sure. So I want to back us up and actually start at the beginning of like when you guys first met and also talk a little bit about the fact that you guys were a blended family before that. So, um, you know, my mind's kind of like, were you married to other people and you had kids and then you guys met and fell in love. So talk us through your little love story. Uh, yes, we were both uh, were previously married. Um, and so we were both coming out of divorces. Um, I have one child from my previous marriage. And uh, Paige has four. So, yes, we were a blended family. Um, so her and I, uh, when we met, uh, we met actually through a local friend or, you know, uh, a mutual friend, I should say. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So when we got together and, and dated, and yes, we ultimately married. Um, we had five kids right out of the gate. And I was married to, I guess, a male figure. I don't know if that's where you're going. Like, that was well, that. Yeah, I mean, I was, <laughs> yeah, we'll be fun. <laughs> Yeah, and then I have four, and she had one, so. Yes, I was married previously to a woman, so. Okay, all right. So, I was, yeah, yes, so this is Kelly in my curiosity mode. Yeah, so that's okay. How did that work, and then how did, you know, Paige, then you went from a, a, a traditional marriage to yeah. then dating a woman and then falling in love with a woman and marrying yes. a woman. So, like, again, kind of walk us through that, because that that's not... I mean, I guess I was the one that was always doing the thing that I hate to say that you think's right. Like, okay, I get married, I marry a man, I have children. And, but I always knew there was something missing, like with all my relationships and come to find out that I was not where I was supposed to be. So, and now I'm happy. So there you go. Uh, Yeah. So she's coming from a traditional marriage. Um, I was already, I was coming out of a non-traditional marriage. Um, And like I said, we started off um, when we first got together, um, we had five kids. So so the age range is from 24 as the oldest down to 13. And then I just want to ask, like, how did the kids respond to the relationship? Cool? Everybody good? 
takes yeah, time. it would probably be my group that would probably be the ones because we were coming out of a more traditional. Um, we did have friends that had been friends with my daughter, my youngest daughter for years, and they were not allowed to come to our home anymore because we got into a same, I was in a same sex relationship. So it's been, there's been some rough roads for the kids, but I think it affected probably my youngest, which is now 19, probably the most, but now she's the most vocal with all sorts of like the Black Lives Matter movement, same sex, everything. She's just very vocal for that. For for diversity. Diversity. She she fights a lot for that. Um, And she... Equality. She's big into all of that. Right. Yeah. So all those things are challenging enough. Now let's add on to it. You know, we've got a new relationship, blended family. Let's open up a bakery. Let's do this food truck thing. Like, how did all that come about? Well, we never said we were masters of timing, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so, you know, like we were, I said, broke. we were both broke. Basically. We, we actually are the real life two broke girls. Um, when we first got together, that is exactly what it is. It's like, OK, we're in a we're in a, a new relationship. Um, we have five kids, um, a lot going on at that time. And we were, you know, as people do, they're like, okay, we want to add to our income. We want to look at side hustles. How can we do this? this? And um, at the time, even through all of that kind of early chaos, uh, people would still say, you know, hey, Paige, can you make me a birthday cake? Can you make me cupcakes? She's been baking for years, just kind of like on the side. People know, like family, friends, uh, they just they just knew to come to her, you know, if they wanted that. And um, so as we're, you know, discussing side hustles and that sort of thing, we, we said, you know, it would really be, you know, fun to just like make that a business. But then it's not like how you can just jump into like a brick and mortar business. So then it was like, well, how would you, what would that look like? And Paige is like, you know, I've really, I, I went to a lot of food truck rallies and kind of studied that. She goes, I think, I think ultimately that would be so smart to do because you're and fun, and fun to do because like your overhead is, is smaller. Um, and you could travel and go anywhere you wanted to. And then we started in the conversation of, you know, you, you see, uh, cupcake trucks, you see, uh, ice cream trucks, you know, when you're looking at dessert, but you don't see like a scratch dessert truck. So that's kind of where the idea started. Um, neither of us have any business background, uh, didn't have the first clue of how to even start a business. Um, so we basically just started like surrounding ourselves with people who did, um, we talked to, um, a lot of people. We went to a lot of food truck events, a lot of festivals. We would go up to people's trucks and we would ask them questions and, um, and you know, how'd you get started? And, and, um, we just surrounded ourselves with a lot of good people. I, I, the list is so long to name, but, um, we spent a lot of time, uh, eating, because yeah. we went to a lot of different food trucks. So we, we, we ate a lot and um, yeah, just ask questions. And that's, that's how the original idea started. So was the food truck um, alliance, I'll call it, and there actually is an alliance, but were the food trucks pretty receptive to and welcoming to another? I mean, you didn't, you weren't competing necessarily with anybody. Cause like yeah. you said, nobody was doing dessert. So they were like, you can rock on, bring it on. We yeah. They always wanted to put us next to them because we weren't a competition. Like we were desserts and they were savory food and mm-hmm. they always enjoyed that. So yeah. Yeah. Very receptive. I yeah. mean, we, we have been lucky and actually blessed to have met some really cool 
supportive people in the industry. Yeah. Well, and I would have to say, as I was kind of uh, talking to you guys before this too, like your first gig was the Indianapolis 500, which is not like, you know, you went to the school fair or festival. (laughs) You're like, okay, let's go to the Indianapolis 500. So how did that come about? And how did that, I mean, obviously it was successful for you guys, but. Yeah, we um, actually, we met up with a gentleman named Todd Richwine, who um, he lives in Brownsburg. He, he owns far out uh, breads, food truck and him and um, several other local trucks have kind of teamed up and they would do, they would almost do festivals together in a group, you know, like, one does hamburgers, one one does pizza, and, you know, and they would team up and, and that sort of thing. We got in that group. And um, and so, well, of course, everybody knows when the Indianapolis 500 is going to be. So um, we heard chatter from them like, hey, are you guys going to do it this year? Not talking to us. We were just listening to them talk to each other, you know. And, of course, we were like, well, that would be super fun to do. And, and, then, and then, of course, well, how do you do that, you know. And um, so – they walk us through, well, you go get this permit, you, 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 out, you apply here, you have to go to the health department, get your permit there. And so um, they just walked us through it. Next thing you know, um, our truck, we finally got it done and ready because um, when we bought the truck, um, it, it, as I had said previously, that it, it was a 19-year-old truck. Um, and so we had to convert it into a food truck. And so we just got it done just right. And we did all the work, yeah, the yeah. majority of the work. We got it done right before that event. So Paige and Rhonda, I know that as somebody who's purchased a used vehicle before, it can be challenging with financing and a lot of banks don't want to finance a used vehicle, let alone one that's 19 years old. So you guys though got, I mean, you were turned down by 18 banks who said, nope, it's too old. We're not going to do it. And something after that though, pretty cool happened. Can you tell us about what that cool thing was? Right. One of the salesmen that worked um, at the dealership, he actually had a food cart that like that was his side hustle. And elephant ears. Or yeah, I think he did elephant ears. And he said, oh, yeah, I, I totally get what you guys are trying to do. And that's such a cool idea. And he goes, you know, he's like, um, you know, of course, we've been turned down already because they already ran our financing. And it wasn't because we um, had bad credit or anything. Like It was just a simple fact of the matter is the truck. They said it was just too old. Um, even though it was, but it, it was a diesel engine had like 50,000 miles on it, which is incredible. Um, it was actually owned by university of Illinois, um, as a campus work truck and they traded it in with their fleet. And so, um, yeah, so he goes, you know, I've got a friend that kind of owes me a favor. So he called a local bank and he says, these girls are going to make money. And he's like, I get what they're doing. Um, and how quick did we pay it off? Six months. In six wow. months, we had our loan completely paid yeah. off, and uh, we we haven't looked back really mm-hmm. since then. But we laughed because I think the first event at the Indy 500, we put all of our product on a credit card. <laughs> we, did. <laughs> we, we did. We just put it all on a credit card because we thought we're going to do this and we're going to wow. sink or swim. So. There's been a few times where it was a sink or swim, take a chance moment, and we definitely did that. And we yeah. laughed because we used to give a lot. We give a lot to people. We like to do that. And we used to give and we didn't have any money like to give, like we would be like, okay, we'll bake cupcakes to give to like, like 150 cupcakes and we would do it. And then we'd think, oh my goodness, like 
that we, we need the money, but we just, we didn't care. It all panned out. It really did. It, we, we just believe that it, it, it comes back. It comes back in the end. You know, we just are giving people and we were just like, you know, this is, this is what we need to do. And we believe in that. And, and we fortunately left it's worked out for us and it's come out to be true. So, yep. Well, I must say you guys are probably the favorite at um, school, you know, like your kids' schools. Cause like, I'm always the chip girl or, or even like family thing, you know, like I'm always the, oh, you can bring chips and like vegetables or something. Like don't, don't try bringing <laughs> anything else. So I love that um, you guys are following your passion and your dream there with the desserts. And I think I read somewhere that these are like um, passed down recipes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And going back to your what you were just saying about our kids, um, actually, uh, our daughter in particular, uh, she's just graduated high school. But when she was in high school, they're like, oh, your mom's the cupcake queen. So, yes, yeah, she gets that. Yeah. 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 I mean, talk about all of a sudden getting like bonus points. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, like it. I want her mom to bring the uh, yeah. <laughs> desserts. I don't get that. Rhonda. I don't I've never one that my kids get to vote on. So anyway, yeah, talk a little bit about like the the recipes and and I'm also curious about the name. So tell us about the the name of the company too. A lot of the recipes come from my family and my mom is 70 in her 70s and she works here. So she makes the pie crusts and and the cobblers and I know how to do all of that, but it gives her some time away from my dad because they're retired. So she's ah. like, she said that it's better here than in prison. <laughs> so she's like, she'll go, I'll work for you. So she comes and she does my pies and a lot of my cookies. But a lot of the recipes came from my my dad's mom, which my mom and my dad's mom didn't have a really good relationship. Like she's that mother-in-law that was not a, so we laugh because we're, her pie crust is making us money and she's probably <laughs> turning over in her grave thinking that's the last person now my mom but but we just yeah they came from my side and there's a couple from hers but the majority of them are yeah and we enjoy baking with her it's a it's a pleasure to have her here um you know we always say we're the two chicks and then she always says she's the old hen and we have a good time in here you know and uh, so awesome. we enjoy having her here and and yes yeah, she she hot page and 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 what I do know how to bake I do a lot of the business part but what I do know how to make um, I learned from both of them so and the name so where did you come up with the name <sighs> two chicks I can figure out but what do you guys whiskey drinker? you know naming a business has to be one of the hardest things that I mean you, you don't really think that when you're starting out but at first it was like two chicks sweet and it was terrible <laughs> I was like this is ridiculous <laughs> yes it was awful um, so I, this, it, it's not as a cool story, I guess, as it sounds, but, um, we were actually in a home goods store and there was a sign. So we already had the two chicks part, uh, because obviously there's two of us and we just liked that spin, but then we saw a big sign and it said, um, it had whisks, it had like three different whisks on it. And it said, um, whiskey yeah, it said whiskey business on it. And I just thought that was just kind of cute and catchy because obviously we're a baking business. And so we kind of did the whole play on whisk. So whisking. And um, so that's where it started. And, uh, but yeah, we, we just kind of let it, we couldn't come up with it right away. We only had part of it. So we were just like, you know, we'll just, we're just going to sit on it for a minute and figure it out, figure it out. It'll come to us. And when we saw that sign, we're like, that's it. It's two chicks whiskey business. And, um, and we knew that a whisk was going to be part of our logo, but we didn't know how to, we didn't know exactly 
how to put that together. So we actually went to freelance lettering. Um, um, they were in Speedway at the time. And we said, you know, we're, we like, uh, we, people don't know that we're very nostalgic. We love antiques. We love to go antiquing. We, we love all that. And we, so when we went to them, we said, look, here's our name. We want a whisk in it in the logo and we want it to be vintage. Like, you know, well, the first one they gave us two chickens. It was like two little fluffy chickens and it was pink. And I was like, hell no, we're not pink. I don't want pink. It'll be red. We want lucky strike. That's what I kept saying. Like the cigarette thing, lucky strike. And that's how well, we they- said like that era, we said, you know, uh, empowering women. Um, so we kind of gave them like an era we wanted, you know, that was the thing about our logos. We wanted a whisk in it, but we wanted that empowerment. So that's how that started. I love it. I have a funny story about business names as well. So I started my own public relations firm and my name is Kelly Young. And so you're right in terms of like trying to figure out the name because it was Kelly PR, Young Communications, and I sure as shit wasn't going with KY, my initial <laughs> Um, so ended up with Bayes Communications, which is B-A-I for my daughter, Bailey, and S-C for my son, Sean. But yeah, business coming up with a business name. It's, it's incredibly hard. And when, so when we saw our logo for the first time on print, we were just like, that is it. It was amazing. We loved it. I love it. That's great. So once you kind of faced and overcame some of the early challenges, what do you think when you powered through those, what do you think has led to your success now? I think, um... We're just real. I mean, we're real. I mean, we're, and we're not afraid to take chances. And I think you have to do that. You know, um, going back to the Indianapolis 500 event, um, when we're standing in line waiting to get our permits, um, there was a gentleman owned a business and we told him what we did. He told us what he did. And, um, and we told him, you know, we're, we, we really believe in slow growth, which we do. We absolutely do. Um, we don't believe in just, you know, just kind of recklessly putting things together. And he said, you know what, girls, I, I really think that's a great plan. He said, but one day, and he said, trust me, I know this. I've been in business for years. He said, one day you're going to have to take a chance and just jump off the dock. And uh, when we got into the store, we jumped off the dock. That's great. And I know when we did our um, inter- pre-interview with you, too, you also said that it's part of it is 1% luck and 99% hard work. So yeah. uh, you guys are putting in the time for sure. And especially if you've got... Um, you know, you're a probation officer on this as your job too. And so you're working that job and then working the baker, I mean, you know, and a family, um, raising a family. So you guys are um, pretty incredible and uh, doing some um, really hard work and amazing work. And uh, yeah, we're, we're very active owners, you know, we, we, we want to be here. Yeah. Like, that's the- we want to be a part of it. You know, we could have, we could hire someone to manage um, everything. We choose not to do that. We want to be active in it. Um, there's a lot of times where I'll go to work during the day and, and work, work at the probation department. I come here at night and help Paige, um, and we get our orders out, get them done or do whatever we need to do. I mean, we just both pitch in, um, and it, it works for us. I've worked my probation job for a really long time. Um, and I hope to retire, uh, soon. And so, um, you know, that's another love of mine and I'm not ready so to interview us in a couple of years. <laughs> yes, we might be not. <laughs> Maybe so, <laughs> so Rhonda, will you have to bake your own uh, retirement cake? I hope not. Um, yeah, I'm not <laughs> you know, I probably here's the funny thing: when it's our birthdays, and we don't want, cake. We don't want any of that. We actually tend to lean toward okay, so it's our birthday. Like, what kind of savory food are we gonna have? Like, we never really. I'd rather have a cheese ball. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> 
since because we look at dessert all the time so we're not like out you know for birthdays we don't look for cakes and things like that we usually look for like a really good savory restaurant yeah to well, celebrate. I, I am a sweet person and my birthday is may 23rd and <laughs> okay let me write that down i'll write that down <laughs> so I'll, I'll make sure i follow up with you <laughs> there you <laughs> go i know so, you had a question i do so do you guys have a favorite dessert that you make in-house uh, if I had to choose, I would say cheesecake. I love cheesecake. Yes. We make a lot of it. Um, we make a lot of it. Lot it's of a popular cheesecake. item here. Um, I love it. And honestly, out of all the flavors we have, I still like the original, just New York style cherry. And um, we actually have that on the menu, uh, mostly for that reason, because that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. But it actually, it is a popular one, too. But I'd say that's mine. Yeah. What's yours? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm just like probably bread pudding. I like bread pudding. I'm an old person like liker, like race <laughs> brand and all <laughs> but I like sugar cookies. I do like sugar cookies. But I make a bread pudding and I use donuts instead of bread and it's it tastes like French toast. That's probably oh, my yeah. favorite. I, have I tease her all the time and tell her she likes like old cereal, like she likes old people cereal and like <laughs> I tease her about that all the time. That's why she said that. So. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, I have to say, when I was uh, hearing the story about the name, the company name, I, in my mind, I was like, ooh, they put whiskey in some. We something. do. Oh, hell. We, do. Okay. we do. We have a fireball whiskey cupcake and a fireball whiskey coffee cake. And then we can also do, um, we do different kinds of like, we do a blueberry Moscato. We use all of our wine and all of our cupcakes. Um, so actually for New Year's Eve, a really cool thing that we do is, um, so after we get through the you know Christmas holiday, We'll open up uh, New Year's Eve and everything will have liquor in it. And all of our cupcakes and everything is like liquor infused and, and it's really cool. Yeah. And we super busy on that day. Yeah. I bet you are. Yeah. Stevie, yeah. I know where we're going. How have, we, how have we missed it? Absolutely. <laughs> right? I know. I'm so excited to know you guys and to know the business as well, too. Did we ask? I want to make sure people know where to follow you and, and find you on, on social and on your website and all that stuff. So. Yeah, we're on Instagram. We're um, on Facebook. Uh, Facebook has probably been the where we started. It's been our grassroots. Um, a lot of people follow us on. I think we're over 8,000, 9,000 followers, something like that. Um, that's also an, a thing that's unique about us. And we, we always encourage people um, in particular to follow us on there is we post our menu every day because every day that we're in here, our menu changes. So um, it's been kind of a fun thing. We post our menu and everybody enjoys that. There's like, ooh, what's the two chicks having today? What, what, what flavors are they having? Because it's always different. So you, whatever flavor cupcakes we had, you know, like today, they'll be different tomorrow. Um, same thing with cheesecakes, pies, cobblers, that sort of thing. So it's been kind of a fun, almost like a little game, you know, we like genuinely sell out every day. Yes, so. we do. That's yeah. awesome. That's amazing. Congratulations on your success and everything Thank you guys you. have done. So Paige and Rhonda, as we close out the podcast, we, we do like to ask our guests about their gifts. We know that so many women have incredible gifts of inspiration, strength, courage, baking. Uh, what do you think your special gifts are and how do you like to share it with others? I think we have a gift of bringing people together. We love to bring people together. We have so many people that new people that we met as customers that we, they're like our family, you know, and then we introduce them, 
you know, if there's a need of, of something in the community, we're like, oh, we know so-and-so and let's, let's hook up, let's hook these people up, you know, they can help each other. Um, we just like to help wherever we can. I like to help people. We love the idea of being here. Um, this is a very vintage building. We love community. We like people to feel safe and wanted. Like, I don't ever want, with us being a same-sex couple and having diversity in our family, I think that that's a big thing is I want people to know that anyone can come here. So yeah, feel safe here. And so I think bringing people together and that's how we, you know, we share our love through food. You know, there was a really great idea that we read about that we would love to just have like uh, at once a week, bring women into our shop and have dessert and coffee. Cause there's so many people that don't have friends. Like there's so many people that don't have somebody and we've, We've thought, you know, like Monday doing like a coffee club and telling women, maybe get 10 women together that don't have social time with people. And I think that that's something in the new year we're going to really look into because I think it's important. Talk about, you know, life events, what's going on. That you're not alone. I mean, yeah. cause it's like sometimes you feel like you're alone. Like I'm alone. And do you, no, you're not. No. Yes. I can, I, Stevie and I know each other and I'm feeling the vibe right here. And we're thinking our minds are, our wheels are turning and we're like, oh, we're going to do a badassery day with you. Oh, that that would be so much fun. Yeah. That would be so fun. Women out there and make sure you have those liquor infused desserts. (laughs) And you know, I want to say this. We have absolutely the coolest customers, followers. We have some badass women. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, uh, about a year ago, we put a call out um, on our Facebook page. We wanted to help a local um, team with a few things. And we put out our concerns and said, hey, here's what we're looking for. We really want to help this kid. He's a local kid. And we had the response was just overwhelming. Amazing. Like, hey, I can help with this or I can help with that. We love that. It, it's so we're not just like a business and we're in here making money. We're, we're, we want to like form relationships and we want to help people. And honestly, I feel like I mentioned slow growth as far as success, but I also feel like that's a huge part of success too, is that, you know, we're just, we're, we're, we're just down to earth people. And um, we started out as, as a side hustle and, now it's family. Um, and now it's 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 our it's part of our life and our customers are part of our life. So it's really cool. A yeah. badass uh, session here in the shop when we can actually all get together and do that be would be amazing. We know a lot about it. Oh gosh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we will definitely follow up on that. And before we close out, I have to laugh because we always ask our guests to like before this, um before the podcast, we ask them about living a badassery life. And you said that this question makes you laugh because Badassery sounds so much cooler than you think you are. Well, ladies, I hate to tell you, you're pretty badass. I'm thinking you're you're pretty cool, pretty bad. So, thank you for being here with us today and for sharing a part of your story. It's definitely a story that made us stop and say they're badass. Thanks also to all of you badasses out there listening. We'd love to hear what you think. Write a review or shoot us a message at badasserylife at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at badasserylife. A huge shout out to Kevin McLeod for our podcast music and our badass producer, Jenny Duran. Until next time, keep being your badass self.